to Freedom, episode number 22. Hello again, this is Sean Terry from the Flip to Freedom podcast. I'd like to welcome you to episode number 22. Now, if you're brand new and you're here for the very first time, I'd like to welcome you and let you know that I am here to help you escape the 9 to 5 and live the lifestyle of your dreams by learning how you can make an absolute fortune flipping properties in your spare time, even if you have no cash, your credit's terrible, and you have no experience. I don't care even if you haven't bought a house before, you can do this business. So, in this episode, I am going to start a series. It's a detailed how-to step-by-step series on exactly how to get your very first big check. I'm going to go in detail, step-by-step, exactly how to find buyers, how to find sellers, how to negotiate deals, uh, how to talk to the escrow company, how to do searches in MLS, everything. I'm going to go through everything from start to finish on exactly how you can go from where you are today, brand new, not knowing anything, not having any money, not having uh, any credit or any experience, anything, to go out and as fast as possible, get your very first check. That's what we're going to cover in detail in this series. Now, if you'd like to receive my 129-page detailed blueprint on exactly how to quit your job in 19 weeks or less, uh, you can visit flip2freedom.com. I can tell you I've cut an unbelievable reviews. Now, you will see, when you go to flip to freedom you will see a video of me on the very front page and also, too, you'll uh, see a little box where you can enter your email, and I will email you a link, uh, a special link, to where you can download this, and you would not, you should see all the comments of people um, just raving about this uh, this uh, blueprint. It's uh, it's it's been great. I'm I'm really uh, humbled by it, and I, I thank you so much for your feedback. Now, for all the people too that have went into iTunes, into the iTunes Store. They searched Flip to Freedom and they found it and they submitted a, a, a review. Again, I thank you so much for that. It's much appreciated. That helps in the ranks um, in iTunes. So again, and I want to give a shout out to a couple people who recently uh, submitted reviews. And that's Annalyn7. Sorry, I, I just want to make sure I pronounce that right. An- Annalyn7. Michaels0929. Now this is their... This is their iTunes name. It's not obviously the real name. Michael's 0929 in Rasta, R-A-A-S-T-Y, Rasty. Um, thank you so much for your kind words. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm really appreciate it. I'm truly humbled, and I, and, I, uh, and I really thank you for taking the time and going in there and, uh, and putting, those, putting those reviews. Okay, let's get into this. We're going to go in detail on exactly how to go out from where you are Fast track to getting your very first check. Okay, this is a series. I don't know how long this series is going to go, um, but I'm going to go detail on everything. Okay, now, what what brought me to uh, wanting to do this was actually a discussion uh, with a fine young gentleman by the name of Michael Graham. We uh, met over at Starbucks in Tempe. He's an ASU student, and uh, and we uh, had a discussion, and he found me through the podcast and. And uh, actually shot me an email. We happened to meet, and he wants to get started here in real estate. So uh, we just started talking. And what I was trying to find out is, is from a new person's perspective, um, what is the obstacles? What, what is, you know, what is stopping them from 
from education to implementation. You know, what, what is that? How can I bridge that gap from where a person is right now from the education into that implementation? And, and one thing he suggested or thought that would be, that would be very beneficial for um, new people getting started is to go in super detail. Now, if you go back through the, uh, my previous episodes, I do have the seven effective steps of wholesaling. And I, and, and I go through each uh, step and I go through and I explain, um, not in grave detail, just I explain exactly the steps of effective wholesaling. But like I said, I, I don't go, it, go into it in, uh, in, in great, great detail. Now, what I'd like to say is, is that, you know, when, when someone gets started, they are intimidated. They are, you know, very intimidated. And because the whole process, the big picture, what, you know, what's it going to take to get the first deal? You know, I mean, and, and people get intimidated and overwhelmed of what's going to happen. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to break it down in detail. Now, I can tell you this, that knowledge, right, knowledge gives you ideas. And ideas will give you hope. Hope will give you excitement. And excitement will give you motivation. And the motivation will push through any anxiety or fears into action, and action creates results, which gives you the accomplishment. Now, what I want to do is I want to give you the first step. I want to give you the knowledge, the detailed knowledge, so you can get the ideas of, of the idea of maybe you can do this. And then when you realize that you can do it and you can see yourself in your mind actually flipping properties in your spare time, then you're going to have hope and you go, wow, I can, I can get out of the rat race. I can really break free. I could do this and I can make more money than I've ever dreamt possible, which gives you excitement. Now you're like, now you can't sleep at night. <laughs> I can't sleep at night. I'm, I'm excited about whatever, everything's going on, but then you can't sleep at night. You're excited. You're talking about it. You're talking to your friends about it. You're talking to your wife about it. You're talking to everybody you know about it because you're excited about it. And then that gets you motivated to take that excitement and then put it into action. And those actions, those things, these things that I'm going to talk about today, those little action steps that you can do is going to create the results. And then think about it. You've got your first check in your hand. Let's call it 5000 Let's call it 10000 Who knows? You get a check in your hand. That is going to be your accomplishment. That's your goal. That's your, that's your focus to get that first check. All right, now let's get into it. First one, first thing you have to do getting started, the number one thing <clears throat> is to build a buyer's list. You want to build a buyer's list because um, the, first off, flipping properties, let me just get real basic. Flipping properties is when you find a motivated seller at a price, let's say theoretically the house is $100,000. Let's say you find a motivated seller. Either they um, they inherited a property, it's a distressed property, it's going to foreclosure, it's a probate deal, um, it's just an ugly house, um, whatever the case may be. There are motivated sellers. We're going to get into that in future episodes. Um, but the basic premise is that, you, let's say you have, you have a, a house that's $100,000. You get under contract with a motivated seller for $50,000. You sign a purchase contract with them. Now, you're going to have all the out clauses and everything, so don't worry about that. But you're going to sign a purchase contract for $50,000. You're going to have a closing date 30 days away. Okay. Now, what you're going to do is then you're going to market that property 
to cash buyers, cash buyers that close quick. They don't go through inspection periods. They put up non-refundable earnest money right from the right from the get-go. They're serious about doing two things. One, building a rental portfolio, and two, fixing and flipping for, for profits. That's primarily um, what cash buyers are buying properties for, and they will act quick on a smoking uh, deal that's below market. So now, you will market that property to a cash buyer. That cash buyer will say, yes, I want to commit, I'm going forward, and you will sign a sell-side contract. You have a purchase contract with the seller, a buy-side contract, and then you have a sell-side contract with the seller, with the uh, with the uh, cash buyer. And then you're going to take those contracts, you're going to bring them to your escrow officer, your closing agent, your attorney, whatever it is, and you're going to instruct them to do a double escrow, or you're going to instruct them to do a simultaneous close. It's the same thing, just a different word. Um, or you're just going to do an assignment. You're basically going to sell your contract to the buyer for a fee, and this fee in this case would be $10,000. So you got it under contract for $50. You sign a purchase contract with a cash buyer for $60. It's actually worth $100. Now what happens is the cash buyer is going to bring in $60,000 to the escrow, to escrow. They're going to wire it in, of which $10,000 is going to go to you, $50,000 is going to go to the seller. The seller is going to be happy, and you're going to be a hero. The cash buyer is going to be happy because he's going to get a great property below market, and you're going to be happy uh, because you're going to have a $10,000 check in your hand. That is, in the simplistic form, exactly how to do it. But it makes it so much more easier to go out and talk to motivated sellers if you know you have a bunch of cash buyers in your pocket that will are looking for properties that want to buy properties that are can close quick. They have tons of cash and they're almost like your partners. So if you have that in your pocket, it will give you so much more confidence in negotiating with motivated sellers. And that's what we're going to talk about: building your buyer's list. It's imperative to have a uh, start building your buyer's list. Now there's four steps to building your buyer's list, and I'm going to go in detail in every single one of them. First one is marketing on Craigslist, Backpage, and Kijiji. Number two is bandit signs. How to use bandit signs to market for buyers. Number three is using the MLS to market for buyers. And number four is yellow letters to cash buyers. We'll talk about each one. Now let's go into it. Marketing on Craigslist, Backpage, and Kijiji. Okay. Now. What you're going to do is Craigslist, Backpage, and Kijiji are like a newspaper uh, classified section online. They are huge. Get tons and tons and tons of people, tons of traffic to these sites. Um, I would not pay for a classified ad I would um, in, in the local newspaper unless it's one of those penny saver type of things, whatever. But the bottom line is, is, is that these right here are free, doesn't cost a dime to put uh, put poster ads on these uh, publications or on these uh, these websites. And you can uh, put them up there and people will call you looking for uh, properties. Now, market on Craigslist, Backpage, or Kijiji. Your ad, what should the ad say? I'm going to tell you exactly what the ad say. There's going to be a, a section, which pretty much is like the headline, or it's going to be the subject line right there. And it's going to say, and it's going to be an all- capitalization. I have a dollar sign and it says cash buyers wanted dollar sign. Deep discount wholesale properties dollar sign. So when someone does a search, when they're searching for wholesale properties on Craigslist, Backpage, or Kijiji, I'm going to come up and it's going to be in all caps, 
right? And it's going to be cash buyers wanted, deep discount wholesale property. So you're going to have a targeted person. If they're serious, they're going to click on that. And then what ours says, it says Phoenix wholesale properties, 20 to 40% below market. The number one source for distressed properties, cash flow properties, fixers, handyman specials, below market properties, 20 to 40% on discount homes. Then we have a picture of a property. And then under the picture, it says value 100,000, wholesale 60,000. Now, what you can do is you can take a picture of a property um, that's like a, a standard property that's in your market. And, you know, you might not want to use 100000 because you might be, I talked to a gentleman that uh, lived in San Francisco. Well, the average house in San Francisco is $700,000. So if he puts a house for 100000 and wholesale for 60000 it's not going to be relevant to the marketplace. So, you know, in his case, he would put an ad that basically says, um, you know, $700,000, uh, you know, price and then price it at uh, 60% of seventy uh, of uh, $700,000 um, and then put that price for the wholesale price. But you want to put all these different keywords like cash flow properties, fixers, handyman specials, below market properties. Those are keywords that we put in there into the ad. So when people search that, our ad will come up. Okay. Now, for the call to action, you're going to say, please call or text for available properties. So now someone's going to go on that site and they're going to see that and go, wow, this guy's got wholesale properties. I'm going to text them, which is great. Or he, they can pick up a call. You know, they can turn around and call you, and they can leave a voicemail. Let's say if you're at work, they can just leave a voicemail um, and uh, say that they're uh, interested in your wholesale properties. Now, when you start doing that, you're going to get excited because people are going to start calling you, and you want to do it consistently. Okay, we'll get into that. You want to post your ad now on Wednesday, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, three times a week, if you can, on all of them. Um, and you want to do that because. Uh, basically Craigslist, which is the big daddy of, of all of all of them. But on Craigslist, um, it's it, it comes out on a per day. I mean, every single day, and it, you'll see them. Just all the ads will just come out. And you're going to look, and you're going to post it actually in the um, real estate section, and you're going to put houses uh, for sale, and you're going to put for sale by owner. And then it'll ask you like, you know, West Valley, North Valley, whatever it might be, and you can click on that. But what you can do is that's where you're going to post your ad, and you're going to do it three times a week. Okay. Now, there, there are obstacles when posting that uh, same ad all the time on Craigslist. You might get booted off or you might, um, they might tell you to stop uh, posting uh, the same ad continuously. Now, if for some reason you get booted off there, then you can get another email address because it's all registered by email um, to um, like, uh, you know, at Gmail or Yahoo or, or Hotmail or whatever you want to do. But, but what you can do is uh, make sure you rotate your ad. So put one ad, just like I explained, and then do a different variation on Wednesday and a different variation on Friday. They don't have to be all the same. You can make uh, a different one for Monday, a different one for Tuesday, and a, or, I mean a different one for Wednesday and a different one for Friday. So when they, when the, uh, uh, you know, for Craigslist spiders and they crawl the ad and they're trying to see if there's an identical ad out there, then they'll see that there are different type of ads that are being posted. So I'd recommend that. Um, I have run into that obstacle before, but, you know, like I said, obstacles to me are either uh, to be blown through, which is I prefer. You can go around them, you can go over them, you can go under them. But an obstacle doesn't mean stop. An obstacle means just get mad and get through it. All right. Now, let's talk about um, back page. 
Backpage is a similar site. What I like about Backpage is they have a feature, a paid feature actually. It costs $18, and I think it'll post your ad automatically, uh, that ad that you put in there, for uh, 26 days consistently. You can rotate days if you want. Um, but we we just go in there. We pay the $18 for like you know 26 days or a month, whatever it is, and it will automatically post the ad for me so I don't have to go in there and, and spend the time to do it. Kijiji, the exact same thing. Post the same ad on Kijiji. Um, they're a little bit different because they don't get a lot traffic, a lot of traffic. So you might want to post that one like maybe once or twice a week. Um, but you will get calls, you will get um, texts, and you will get people that are interested in your wholesale properties. Okay, that is how to market, what to say, and how to market. Now I'm going to get into detail. Um, here, after I go through the marketing segments here on exactly what to say, the questions to ask when a cash buyer actually calls. So I'll get into that in uh, here in a little bit. All right. Now let's talk about bandit signs. Now bandit signs are um, are a little risque, right? Uh, first off, they're called bandit signs. Now what is a bandit sign? A bandit sign is an 18 by 24 inch white corrugated sign which you can handwrite on that sign, okay? And you can place those signs all around your city, all around your county, um, and you will get calls. You will get people that will call you. I talk, uh, talked to a gentleman last week, I think it was, who is in, um, is it Texas? No, some part of California. And there are bandit signs. I mean, there is nobody, nobody in his entire market placing bandit signs out. He went out and put 50 to 100 bandit signs out, and his phone literally melted. He went out, got his very first deal, and uh, made over $5,000 on his very, very first deal. And it was because of the result of uh, posting bandit signs out there. So now uh, if you look on the, on the website under case studies, um, Matt actually made his first check, $7,800. And that's how he made his, you know, he's made other checks after that. But the bottom line is he's made all his money off of um, off of bandit signs, posting bandit signs around town and getting calls from motivated sellers and, uh, and, and tying up the property and flipping that property. All right, so bandit signs do work, but um, some municipalities will not let you uh, put signs up or what they'll do is they'll say they're going to fine you. So what you want to do is this, is you want to have uh, a number on the sign Okay, and basically the sign is going to say, um, for and you're looking for cash buyers, remember, it says, must sell house fast, dirt cheap, pennies on the dollar for cash buyers, and then your phone number. Okay, now that phone number has got to be an untraceable number. Okay, and you can get this untraceable number from either eVoice or you can get it from Pat Live, P A T Live. And you want to get a local untraceable number that goes to a voicemail. So someone can call up, they can leave a voicemail if they're interested. Now, if someone starts drilling you with questions or whatever, um, then just, you know, just hang up. When you do call them back, call them from a block number. But if someone tries to drill you with questions or what company you're with or what are you doing, da, 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 then just, um, then just disregard it. Now, I want to, I want to say something real quick. Um, if you are uncomfortable with doing this, then don't do it. Just do it on Craigslist, do it on Backpage, and do it on Kijiji. See, I look at it as um, a risk and reward. There is a risk to it, but also there is reward to it. Um, you can put them out on a Saturday, and you can take them down on a Sunday. 
Um, so what I suggest is when you do put them out, put them out on early, early Saturday mornings and you can take them down on Sunday. It's not like you're polluting the entire neighborhood. I mean, my, I mean, my city here, they have signs from Congress people and, you know, senators and also all over the place, you know, everywhere. And uh, why can't I put my side out there? So, I mean, that, that, there, there could be room for argument there. But the bottom line is risk-reward. You can decide if you want to do it or not. Uh, the bottom line is it works and uh, works well. All right. Now, what are you looking for? What type of signs? You want 18-inch by 24-inch white corrugated signs. Where can you get these signs? You can get these signs at signwarehouse.com. And click on the shopping cart on the right-hand corner. And you're going to do a search. It's going to be a little search feature up top. And you're going to look for white coroplast 18 by 24 inch signs. Okay. You can buy them in either 10 or you in a box of 10 or you can buy them in a box of 50. A box of 50 costs $51.55 or $1.03 per sign. Okay. So now you're going to have a white coral, you know, corrugated sign. And you can write on it. And you're going to want to write on it with a, uh, a large red or uh, black Sharpie. And you're going to write on it, must sell house fast, dirt cheap, pennies on the dollar, to cash buyers, and then your phone number. Okay. Now you're going to need steaks. Uh, steaks go uh, basically those, um, they're called half steaks. And they go into the bottom of the sign, and then you put that sign in the ground. Um, and, uh, and so then it will just sit there and ground, unless you're going to put it on a telephone pole. Okay. And when you do the search... In uh, Sign Warehouse, you can go half steaks, and they sell them in a box of 100 for $58 or $0.58 cents per sign. So your total cost per sign is roughly $1.61 per sign um, with the steaks and with the sign, and you can get that at signwarehouse.com. Okay, now where do you put them? Okay, you want to put them in high cash transaction areas. And what you can do is I'm, I'm going to get into uh, pulling uh, cash transactions on the MLS and exactly what to do. So take a mental note of that. Um, you want to find in your city where there are a high density of cash transactions. And in those areas are where you want to start basically putting your signs all over the place. Um, because it's been proven where cash buyers want to purchase properties in that specific area. And you can deliver properties to them if you can get a property tied up under contract at below market. Okay, and I'm going to get into that into um, exactly from uh, MLS cash transactions. Okay, there's another little sneaky trick and it works like magic. Okay, take a note of this. It's, it's kind of funny, but it <laughs> works like crazy. Um, when I'm driving around, and let's say I go have an appointment, I um, you know to go look at a house. Like I, I went to a house yesterday, great area of town, um, and uh, the gentleman actually inherited the house. Um, I went out and looked at the property. I made him an offer right there on the spot, and I can tell you one thing: that he went out and he called five other people, five other people, and I was the last guy to show up at the house. He had, you know, home investors there. We buy the houses, about four, you know, what are four other guys there um, to go look at this house. So he was doing the song and dance. And I came in and 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 I got the deal. Yeah, I just, they took, called, talk, called, you know, called me up this morning and said that, uh, um, that they're going to accept their contract and they're going to have their attorney uh, look it over, which is fine because it's a regular residential uh, real estate purchase contract. And, uh, and then they're going to sign it and fax it back. So... 
basically called me up this morning and said they're going to accept it. But how did I get the deal and no one else got the deal? Right? Well, first off, and I'm kind of getting off on a tangent here, um, but the bottom line is, is that I went in and I built rapport with a gentleman. I knew everything about this guy after our, por- our appointment was. And guess what I did too? I said, listen, I know you have other other people who are looking at the house. What's your best price? What price? What the what price do I have to be? And he would not tell me. He said, absolutely not. He said, what's the best price you pay? And I'm, I'm, I was pretty low, but I was straight up and I was honest and I was shooting from the hip. I said, I could say I pay 65000 for the house. And I think the house is worth roughly one fifty or so, completely renovated. So I said, I can pay 65000 And I walked him through the process of exactly what would happen. And I said, well, do you have a contract on the house already? He goes, no. I said, good. Well, I'm going to write, write, write one up right here, right now, right in front of you. Let's do it. Let's write it up. Give it to your wife. You guys can discuss it. If you have any questions, I'll be happy to answer it for you. And, uh, and then we can move forward if you'd like. If you don't want to, no big deal. Just rip it up and uh, you can sell it to somebody else. So I wrote the contract. No one else did. Everybody else walked out of the house and said, oh, I'll get back to you. I came out and I wrote the contract and I gave action. They called me back at 7 o'clock the next morning and said, hey, we're going to accept your offer. I just have to have my attorney look at it and I'll fax it over to you. So it's just a little side note there. All right. Back to my sneaky little trick. One thing that works great. When I'm out driving around looking at houses, like when I was at, the, at this house yesterday, I went around the entire neighborhood and I looked for vacant houses that were around the neighborhood and I took a sign that I have, and I put it in front of the vacant house. And what did the sign say? Must sell house fast, dirt cheap, pennies on the dollar for cash buyers, and I put my phone number. Now, what's going to happen is, is that cash buyers are going to call me. So I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to basically get cash buyers calling me, which I'm going to build my cash buyers list, number one. And number two, if the owner calls me, he might be pretty mad, right? Might be pretty mad. He might say, "Hey, yeah, with somebody you got a sign in my front yard." And I said, "You know, sorry, you put it in the wrong spot." Or one of my guys put it in the wrong spot. I apologize. Oh, by the way, you're looking to sell your house. It's kind of a sneaky little way to do it, but you can get deals off that way. It's 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 crazy. So now, the guy might be looking to sell his house um, or not. You know, if he's not, apologize profusely and uh, tell me you can just rip out the sign and throw it in the trash. No big deal. No harm. No foul. Um, I didn't touch the house and do anything. Just put it right in the front yard. It works good because one thing, you can get cash buyers and also, two, you can get um, the owner if they do call you um, and potentially uh, get that below market deal. So I do that when you're out just driving around. Okay? <laughs> kind of funny. All right. Now, now, next thing you want to do is for the bandit signs. Okay? We talked about when do you want to put them out. The best time to put them out is on Saturday mornings early. Like go out around 5 o'clock. Put out 50 to 100 bandit signs. And if you want, you can take them down on Sunday if you'd like or you can leave them up. But you can put them out on Saturday mornings and you will get calls over the weekend. Now, what you have to do is this. It's consistency. Don't put out 25. Say it's difficult and then stop. Put out 50 to 100 every single weekend in high uh, cash transaction areas um, for the next month, for the next month and a half, you will get calls and you will get a deal. Okay? So, put them out early on Saturday around 5 o'clock. Now, like I said, you can go get the untraceable number at eVoice or PAT Live and your message. What should your message on your voicemail say? 
Well, you want to make it easy. It doesn't have to be this. All right, if you'd like to sell your house, da, da, da. it doesn't have to be that. All it has to be is, hello, you've reached Sean. Please leave your name and number after the tone. I'll get right back to you. It, it's just going to be a personal voicemail. That's all it has to be. Nothing difficult, nothing hard, um, and that's it. All right, we're done for bandit signs. I hope you got pretty much everything there of exactly how to do it, when to do it, what to say, how much they cost, where to get the numbers. Okay, I covered everything. Now, let's talk about um, pulling MLS cash transactions. Okay, I'm going to tell you why we do this. First off, you want to make uh, friends with a, a real estate agent. Okay, a real estate agent that has access to the MLS. And you want to work with them because, see, what you can do is, is if you find a, uh, a, you know, a, a real estate agent, maybe a, a high-profile REO agent or even uh, someone just getting started in the game, and they might have cash buyers that are looking for properties. Now, what you can say is, so listen, I'm going out there marketing for buyers. Some of the buyers are, I mean, marketing for sellers. Some of the sellers might be over-indebted, and I can refer them to you to do a short sell. Um, or I might get a deal that comes along. It's a smoking deal. Before I put it out to the market, um, I'll let you have a look at it. And if you want to put your 3% on there and turn around and sell it to someone you know that might want it, you're more than welcome. You can make a commission that way. They would be happy to be able to get that business from you, those leads, um, and be able to make um, some money or commissions off that and by, by just helping you out do some MLS searches. Okay, That's, that's one way you can uh, talk to agents. Now, what you want to do is when you're dealing with the, uh, the, the, your, uh, your real estate agent there, set an appointment with them to go meet them at their office so they can have the MLS in front of you. And what you're going to do is you're going to look or have them do a search um, for all the cash transactions that has happened in your particular county or your state, wherever you are in your county, I would say, um, for the last 60 days. All the cash transactions in the MLS that have happened in the last 60 days. Okay. And what you're looking for, you're going to look at the map. Okay. Usually within the MLS, there's a search feature um, and they'll just give a whole list of uh, every cash transaction, but then there'll be a map tab. And you can click on a map and you'll see within your county a high density, a high volume of cash transactions. Those are the areas that you want to target um, for deals. Okay. Now, you're looking within this data, right? What I would have, have him do is email the entire report to you. Every single house, the detailed report. So you have the house, um, you have the bed, bath, the sales price, how many days on market. You have everything about that particular cash transaction and pictures of the house. Have him email it to you so you have that on your computer. Now, what you're looking for in that data is the average closing price for the houses. You're trying to figure out, get a gauge of where is the price range that most of these cash transactions are happening. Now, if you're in San Francisco, like I was talking to the gentleman uh, Sanjay there, he his average cash transactions in his area are around $700,000. See, the average cash transactions here in Phoenix um, are roughly from eighty dollars to $110,000. Those are the average cash transactions here. Okay. So in your city, it's going to be different. So you can find that information from that data uh, that they sent. Okay. Now what you're looking for within there is you're looking for uh, buyers that have bought multiple properties, repeat buyers. Those are what you're looking for. And those repeat buyers are buyers that are consistently buying cash, you know, cash properties, properties cash. And you want to 
you know, find these guys and you want to um, make friends with them, build a relationship with them, and sell them properties. Okay, because it's difficult buying properties off the MLS. Believe me, it's not something. I mean, it's it's not that fun. Um, but if they can buy from you, a wholesaler, they can get a better deal, and they it's completely off market. They don't have to bid. Uh, against other investors for it. They don't have to play the games that a lot of real estate uh, agents play. They can just get the deal for a price and close on it. They'd be ecstatic. So how do you reach these repeat buyers? Well, you, you use a what's called a yellow letter. Now, if you go to flip2freedom.com, in my book, I can't remember what page, but there is a, a example yellow letter of what it looks like. But I'm going to give you an idea of what the yellow letter is. A yellow letter is a very um, high response mar uh, direct mail piece. Okay, it's a very high response direct mail piece. The average direct mail postcards get roughly a half a percent to one percent if you're lucky. Maybe you know, maybe two percent if you're super lucky. Um, a regular letter can get you know one to two percent, maybe three percent. These yellow letters get 11 to 15% response rate. They are astonishing. You send out 500 and your phone will melt. Okay? Now, I'm not sending, you know, I'm not telling you to send out 500 because you're just looking for the repeat buyers in the last 60, 90 days within the MLS that have purchased properties cash. Now, here's what a yellow letter is. A yellow letter is basically a yellow, a yellow legal pad paper. Okay? And you take it, right? And this is what you say on the yellow letter. It says, dear so-and-so. Um, now, what happens is, you know, typically within the, in the MLS, um, there's a link within there that you can, uh, it'll bring you to the tax records and you can see uh, potentially who bought the property. It might be an individual name. It might be an LLC. But you could say, dear so-and-so LLC or dear so-and-so, whatever your name is. Um, I, uh, I see you recently purchased a house for cash at so-and-so address. Fill in the address. I offer deep discount properties at 40 to 50% below market for sale to cash buyers just like you. Please call me or text me at blah, 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 your phone number. So it's very simple. It's very easy. Um, and uh, it's something you can, uh, you, can, you can write up by hand and you can send them the letter. Now, it has to have a regular stamp, not bulk. Um, it has to be a handwritten address. And the envelope is an invitation-style envelope, a yellow invitation-style envelope. You can get those at any, um, like, Office Max or Staples, okay? And do not lick the back of the envelope. Just fold it in, okay? And it works. I'm telling you, it works like crazy. That's a yellow letter, and you want to send those to the recent cash buyers. The other thing you can do, which is great, is you can... Uh, take ones that are in that neighborhood and start driving around the neighborhood when you have time, maybe on a Saturday or whatever, and drive around the neighborhood and look for big dumpsters in front of the house. And I just stop. I usually just walk right up. I walk right in. There might be someone working on the house or whatever and just say, hey, you the owner? And sometimes they will be the owner. Sometimes they won't. But there might be a guy that says, no, I'm not the owner. I said, well, do you know how I can get a contact with him? And he'll say, sure. And uh, he'll give you the guy's name. And he'll give you his phone number, which works great. I've, I've, you know, every time I see a dumpster in front of a house in, a, in an area, um, I usually stop and just try to talk to somebody there just because um, a lot of times it's someone who bought the property cash and is doing the renovation for a fix and flip. It's a great way, a great way in a specific area to, uh, to build a buyer's list very quickly. All right. Now, 
Now you're going to have these calls coming in. Okay? These calls are going to be coming in. Now you're going to be nervous. You're not going to know what to say, but I'm going to get into that right now. But what you want to do is where are you going to keep all this data? Well, there's basically two places to keep it. There's, there's a couple more, of course, but, but there's what I do. You can keep them in your phone. And I have an iPhone, which is great, and it has a search mechanism in there. And I just have it under everything under cash buyers. And I have notes in there of exactly what they're looking for. So, it, you know, if I have a property that comes up, I can just, you know, flip my search feature on. I put cash buyers, and I look at my phone. And, and, uh, and there, obviously, there's, there's a lot of people I know that I do business with on a daily basis. Um, but there are other people that I've maybe talked to two or three times, and uh, I have their information in there. That's one place. The other place you can keep the information is HiRise.com. HiRise is great. They have a free membership for under 250 contacts at HiRise. You can put all the information in there in the HiRise with detailed notes when you spoke to them. And you can have that. It's a cloud feature. It's um, you can. It's just a website. You can go in, and it keeps all that data securely for you, so you can access it any at any time. You can put notes and tags in there um, within HiRise. Basically, this says forty to fifty thousand and under. Um, it could be hundred thousand and higher, or exactly what they're uh, specifically looking for. Okay, now let's talk about what to say when a cash buyer calls you. What questions do you ask? Okay, well, first off, what do you say? Right? Okay, so so think about this. You've got your marketing out there. You've got your bandit signs out there. You've got your Craigslist out there. You've got um, your yellow letters you're sending out. Now you're getting calls coming in from these cash buyers. And let's say they leave you voicemails on your voicemail because you're at work in the afternoon and they leave you a voicemail. And you're going to call them back, right? And now you're a little intimidated. You haven't talked to these cash buyers before. And what are you going to say? What are you going to do? Well, first off, you want to have your, your quick elevator pitch. And your elevator pitch is this. Basically, you can say, listen, I'm a local real estate investor, and I find properties that are below market, and I wholesale them out to cash buyers who are looking for fix and flip or looking for uh, rental properties. Um, is that something you're interested in? He goes, yeah. And he goes, primarily, we get our, all of our properties are off market. We don't deal with bank-owned properties. We don't deal with auction properties, and we definitely don't deal with short sales. We find our properties primarily from motivated sellers, and they, like I said, they're completely off market. You're not going to have to bid against anybody else. And what I'd like to do is find out specifically exactly what you're looking for so I can tee up a property to you, and uh, it will fit your needs and, uh, and then help you accomplish your goals. Now, if you, if you basically tell a cash buyer that, they're going to go, great, what do you need to know? You know, because basically you're, you're tailoring it to saying, listen, I'm, I'm going to go to work for you. I'm going to go out and I'm going to bust my butt and I'm going to find properties that are below market and I'm going to tee them up to you and it's going to be exactly what you want. Okay. Now, here are the questions that you want to ask these cash buyers after you give me your little elevator pitch there. Okay. Now, first off, the focus is this. You want to build rapport. Rapport is the key to everything. Rapport is the key to getting deals that nobody else does when dealing with motivated sellers, like I talked about earlier. Rapport is key when dealing with buyers because if they like you and they trust you, they're going to want to do business with you than some random realtor that they don't know that they have to submit an offer to. They're going to come to you looking for properties because you're easy to work with, you'll tee up great deals, and, uh, and you can build a relationship with them. <clears throat> All right, so here are the questions you want to ask. Number one. What is your primary goal? Okay, do you want to build a rental portfolio or do you want to do fix and flip or what is it? 
and they'll tell you what their primary goal is, what they're looking to accomplish. Okay. Now, how long have you been doing this? That's a good question. Well, you know, I've, I, I'm experienced. I've been doing this for 10 years. I've bought and sold over, you know, 50, 60 properties, uh, fixed and flipped 50, 60 properties. I know exactly what I'm looking for and exactly the areas I'm looking in, and I know exactly what I can do. That is a great cash buyer. You want to make friends with that guy. He might, he might be your sole buyer. See, this is the thing. You don't need tens of thousands of cash buyers. You need three or four or five. I mean, think about it. If you got, let's say, 10 really good, solid cash buyers that bought from you every single, every time, and you knew exactly what they wanted, and you helped them accomplish their goals um, by uh, building their rental portfolio or fixing and flipping properties, 10 of them. And you went out and you sold two properties every month to one of these 10 people. In each property, you made $5,000 on. Well, you do two properties a month, that's $10,000 a month. That's $120,000 a year. And you're just dealing with basically 24 properties. That's it. Two properties a month times 12 is 24 properties. So you're selling 24 properties to 10 people. They're, cons- they're going to consistently do properties over and over and over again. That's all you're looking for. Just a good handful of cash buyers that are aggressive, that are buying properties, and they can work with you. Okay, so how long have you been doing this? How many properties are you looking for? They might be looking for one property a month, two property a month, three, five a month. I've got cash buyers for they're looking to load up. You know, they have they deal with funds. They turn around and and I actually get a call today from uh, from a lady that says, "Hey, I got a three million dollar fund. We're looking to buy properties. What do you got?" You know, so I'm connecting with her and I will uh, tee up properties to her. So you you just want to ask them, figure out what their what their take is, what what you know, how many properties that you want to buy. Um, how many properties do you buy a month? How many properties do you buy a year? That's good information to know. What is your perfect deal? I love this question. So what's your perfect deal? Well, my perfect deal is in this part of town, a three bed, two bath that is around this price that needs this much type of work done on. 15,000, 10,000, you know, 25,000, 100,000, whatever it might be. Um, I, I know uh, I've got investor friends that fix and flip properties, and their perfect deal is 250,000. They want to get below market. 40, 50, 60,000 dollars of repairs is no big deal to them. As long as they can sell it for 375 and 400,000 dollars, they're happy. So that's their perfect deal. Everybody has a different perfect deal. So if you ask that question, what is your perfect deal, you will get the answer and you want to document that and keep that information in your phone or in high rise. Now, how do you pay for these deals? Do you pay cash or hard money? Well, I'm going to pay cash. Okay, great. Um, what is your favorite area of town? Well, that's part of the perfect deal. They'll probably tell you exactly what area of town. Sometimes they'll say, well, I, anywhere in the area as long as it's a good deal. That's fine too. What price range are you most comfortable with? Um, this is another great question. What price range? So they might say, well, you know, I'm, I'm good in the hundred to 150000 range. Well, that's good to know. So now what you do is you put in the notes that they're looking for hundred to 150000 They buy 12 properties a year. They're looking to do one property a month to fix and flip. Um, and they, uh, you know, and they're aggressive. They're cash buyers. And they can close quick, which is the other question. You know, if I teed up the perfect deal with the perfect price you specified, how quick you could close? I've had people say tomorrow. Just depends. 
I've had people say, well, it's about a week after I get title and all the information and everything lined up. That's okay. Put that information down. You might have a, have to have a property that you need to close quick on, and you want to notate people that close quick so you can uh, put that information in there. Now, these guys are buying with no inspection period. They're buying with putting hard earnest money, $3,000 earnest money down, uh, non-refundable right from the bat, you know, right from the get-go. So, um, you know, so they are, they are, they have done this before. They know how to do this and they will close quick. Okay. Now let's talk about the big picture. Having a large cash buyers list or a group um, of cash buyers, you know, 10 to 15 cash buyers, eight to 10 cash buyers, whatever it is that you're comfortable with, that will give you the confidence, like I talked about earlier, to talk to motivated sellers. Think about this. You get a call from a motivated seller, you walk in, you say, hey, listen, if you know exactly what a person will buy, what price range they'll buy it in, what price they'll buy it at, when you walk into a house and it fits the perfect mold, three bed, two bath, 70, 80, $100,000, you know it's going to fit. If you have that confidence going in, talking to that seller, it will be a lot easier to negotiate knowing exactly um, that you can get that deal done. Doing this process you will get a really, really good understanding of exactly what buyers are looking for. The beautiful thing about this is that you're going to be talking to cash buyers. You're going to be, your phone's going to be ringing. You're going to be building a relationship with cash buyers. And you will get a really good feel of what is happening in your market right now, of what they want to buy, what they're looking for, and all this information is going to give you such an, a, a great feel and confidence knowing um, exactly what they want so you can tee up exactly what they want. It's almost like filling the order. You're like, okay, can I have a... Uh, I'm thinking of cupcakes. I don't know why that I'm thinking of cupcakes. I'm thinking, there's a place in uh, Newport Beach. <clears throat> I have a house in Dana Point. We go up to Newport Beach. And my wife's sister loves this place. It's called Sprinkles. And it's a little cupcake place, and it's it's awesome. But basically, you can go there, and you can tell them exactly what type of cupcake you want specifically, and they will make it for you. You know, whether it be chocolate or whether it be vanilla or whether it be a chocolate, you know, whatever it is, they will make the cupcake exactly the way you want it. And I don't know why that came to my head. It just did. But basically, you're filling an order. That's all you're doing. Someone says, hey, I want a three-bed, two-house, three-bed, two-bath house. You can fill that order, and you can make the profit between. So the big picture is this. Get calls coming in, get a database full of cash buyers, build rapport with them, get to know them, go to lunch with them. And then we'll talk about finding properties and teeing them up to the cash buyers and then fast tracking to your first check. So we have we have finding cash buyers. Then next week we're going to talk about exactly the tools you need. Talk about the contracts you need. Talk about the escrow officer. What to say to them. Uh, talk about your real estate agent. What to say to them. How to get the appointment with them. Um, when, when you're dealing with the escrow officer, exactly instructing them, you know, about the assignment, about the double escrow or the simultaneous close and making sure that they know how to do that specifically and also how to do wraps. That is uh, information that you can have, that you can use, that we'll talk about next week on how to set up that network and have all the tools you need. So then you can now start marketing for motivated sellers and your system will be completely set up. <clears throat> all right, let's talk about quote. I got a couple good quotes, or I actually got two. First quote's this, and I posted it on, I think it was uh, Facebook page or something like that, or Twitter, or whatever. 
And if you do want to uh, go to our Facebook page and become a fan, you can go to uh, just search Flip to Freedom under Pages, and you'll, and you'll find it. Um, but I update. I put tips on there, which is great. I put uh, qu uh, quotes that I find on there, which is which is good. And I put uh, any type of like videos or something that I make, I put up there. But um, but you can go to uh, Facebook and just search uh, Flip to Freedom, and you can find the page there. All right. There are no failures, only people who have given up. Quote unknown. Because guess what? You can't fail unless you give up. So what's the secret to success? Don't give up. Like I said, an obstacle, you go through it, you go over it, you go around it, you go under it. In the Marine Corps, we learned that an obstacle is just an obstacle. The size of the man is determined by the size of the obstacle they can overcome. It's just an obstacle. Blow through it. See, we put landmines all the way around it, and we you know, you know take that obstacle, and we put you know, bombs in it, and we put got tanks on the back, we've got... You know, Cobra helicopters pointing stuff at it. And that obstacle, that rock, that thing is sitting there in our way. The Marine Corps, blow it to smithereens. That's what we do with our obstacles. So when I see an obstacle now that comes up, I just get this vision of these, you know, just guns blowing up this thing to smithereens. And I know it's pretty graphic and I apologize, but that's what I see. So, uh... You know, so failure is hitting an obstacle and then quitting. Success is hitting the obstacle and destroying it and blowing through it, knowing that there's going to be another one so you can destroy it through there again. All right, my next quote goes like this. Okay, it's from Timothy Ferris, the gentleman who wrote um, The 4-Hour Workweek. And it goes, it says, It's lonely at the top. 99% of the world is convinced they are incapable of achieving great things. So they aim for the mediocre middle ground. The level of competition is thus fiercest for the realistic goals. Paradoxically, making them the most time and energy consuming. Timothy Ferris. Is that not true? I mean, think about it. I mean, think about, you know, you know, Everybody, they are taught to go to school, get a really good education, get A's, then go to college and get really good grades, graduate at the top of your class, and then apply for jobs. And they're flooding the workplace, thus fierce competition of trying to get a job. Well, guess what? I'm telling you, on the other side of being an entrepreneur, it's not as much competition as it is than to go get a job. I know, I mean, when we broke into, you know, wholesaling properties, there's not that many. I mean, there's a handful of people, especially in Phoenix. And Phoenix is a huge market that's actually wholesaling properties and doing, becoming successful doing it. Just a handful, not everybody. You would think everybody would be doing it, but they're not. It's amazing. It, it blows by, you know, it, talked to the gentleman yesterday. I'm just like, it's a wide open market here. There are so many deals to be had here. In this area, so many deals all over the entire country. Guess what? Why? Because everybody, 99% of the people, is going to school, getting a job, <laughs> and then living their life and hoping the, uh, they don't get laid off and get the golden watch. So, guess what? We're going to be different. Now, he also has on his blog top 10 stats. <laughs> and these are, these, are, these, are the, these are the 99% of the people. That are in the, in the stats. I thought this was interesting, so I, I thought I'd read it to you. Sixty-three percent of all the employees want to work less 
That is up from 46% in 1992. 26% of adult Americans report being on the verge of a serious nervous breakdown. 26%. 40% of the workers describe their office environment as most like a real-life survivor program. <laughs> wow. Only 14% of Americans take two weeks or more at a time for vacation. The average American therefore spends more time in the bathroom than on vacation. <laughs> wow. 61% of Americans check email while on vacation. 53% of employees would opt for a personal assistant rather than a personal trainer. 62% of workers routinely end the day with work-related neck pain. 44% uh, report strained eyes. 38% complain of uh, hand pain. And 34% reported difficulty in sleeping due to the work-related stress. Any of these hitting with you? 88% of the employees say they have a hard time juggling work and life. 70% of the working fathers are, or working mothers report they don't have enough time for their children. 70%. Now, guys, is that not motivation? To get the heck out of the 9 to 5? Get the heck out of the rat race? And be that 1%? I mean, I mean, we only live one life, like I said. There is less competition. Less competition. All the fish are swimming downstream. Everybody's swimming downstream. Because that's what they were told to do. But what you and I are going to do is we're going to swim upstream. Now, it's going to take some work. It's going to be against everybody else. You're going to be swimming upstream. You get these thousands of fish swimming downstream. The current's going downstream. But guess what? You're going to go, you know what? I'm going upstream. I am going to go upstream. I am going to go upstream because why? Everything downstream is not what I want. I want to spend more time with my kids. I want to not have to worry about juggling work and life. I just want to have my life. I want to go on vacation and not check email. <laughs> I want to go on vacation, period. I mean, think about it. That's what's at the bottom of the, the stream down there. That's what everyone's going downstream. Why not pick to go upstream? Go upstream. Now, if you pick to go upstream, guess what is upstream? Everything you want. The lifestyle, the freedom to do what you want to do. Be there for your kids. Take time off. Do whatever you want. That is upstream. And you can achieve it in this business. And there's less competition. For every 100 people going downstream, there's only three going upstream. It's harder. Yeah, I mean, you got to swim, swim against the current. You're going to be bumping into your friends and your family. And they go, where are you going? You're going the wrong way. No, I'm not. I know where I'm going, and I'm going to accomplish it. What are you, crazy? Everyone's going downstream. Follow them. It's going to feel awkward at first. But you're going to do it. Now, I want to tell you this. October 19th, 
I am launching something huge. It's going to be an affordable coaching program. I have a massive dilemma, though. A dilemma is this, is that I have thousands and thousands of people that um, have opted in you know, to get this free report and, and, and get information and stuff like that. But if you go to the site, you know, and you click like the little members thing up there, click here uh, to, you know, to uh, in, in the post that says, you know, click here to, to sign up or get started, whatever. It'll take you to a page, which is flip2freedom.com forward slash coming hyphen soon. And you'll see a little a little ticker thing that's ticking down to uh, October 19th. Um, and then you'll see a, a date and you'll see a little early bird thing where you can opt in and put, put your name and email in there to be on the early bird list. This is the dilemma. I'm only accepting 50 people. That's what I can do. That, that, that's the most I can do. And, and I'm not going to go in detail of exactly. All I know is it's going to be unbelievable because I am looking for basically 50 people that I can work with um, all over the entire country and hold their hand on exactly how to do deals. Exactly. And my dilemma is that I've already have over a thousand people just signed up for this early bird thing. So it's literally probably going to be open for a couple days and then shut down because, you know, as soon as 50 people hits, I'm shutting it down. Okay. So, cause I can't work with that many people. I, I just can't, I just can't do it. Um, but I, it's going to be unbelievable. I have put together an inside a membership site that's going to give you all the tools. It's going to give video training. It's going to give you all the contracts. It's going to give you all the website. It's going to give you everything that you need that I can work with people and get started. And the beautiful thing about this coaching program is that your success, my, my success is going to be directly related to your success with this coaching program. I'm going to have an invested interest in you making sure you succeed. And it will be top quality and it will be unbelievable. And there'll only be 50 people allowed. And I'll never open, I'm not going to open it up again um, like this because I am taking these 50 people and I'm going to work with them. I'm going to make them successful. And they will go out and they'll get their first checks. And what I want to do is I want to use that as a, as a proven method. You know, I've already done it with people here in Phoenix and stuff. And, you know, and I know it works. It works great. I've done it myself. But the bottom line is, is I'm working with people all over the entire country on exactly um, how to implement this process. So if you want to get on the early bird list, go to flip2freedom.com forward slash coming hyphen soon, uh, or just click the little member thing up in the right hand corner and it will take you to that page. Um, I'm sorry I can't take more. Um, I wish I could, uh, but you know, I just can't. 50 is going to be the only amount of people I can uh, take for that. Now, in the next episode in this series, we are going to discuss exactly how to find the right escrow officer, real estate agent, paperwork needed, everything you need to know. And if you want more information about uh, Flip to Freedom, about me and about everything like that, you can go to uh, flip2freedom.com. You can download my free comprehensive blueprint. And it goes in detail, like I talked about. It tells my story, tells everything you need to do. And uh, you can download that for free at flip2freedom.com. Now, until the next episode, I wish you ultimate success in your real estate investing career. Take care and God bless.